white and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 6, Episode 22. I'm Jack. I'm Abbas. I'm Stato. Welcome back, Stato. Thank you. Um, now, before we dive into the show, we do have some breaking pod news. Not really um, breaking anymore, is it? It's not about. breaking. It's been more of a social media than Donald Trump, hasn't it? But um, <laughs> our very own ASD uh, and his wife, Emma, gave birth to uh, Zoe last week, which was absolutely fantastic news. So really we're all, Congratulations, guys. Yeah, we're all really, really happy for both of you. I think no one deserves it more than them two. They're, they're going to be absolutely brilliant parents. So, um, from what I've, seen, what I've heard, ASD's taken to fatherhood like a duck to water. As indeed, and it's now a ZSD, isn't it? So we've got ASD. Which I thought was an abbreviation for the Zenith Data Systems Trophy. <laughs> a little known 90s competition, but it's just the wrong way around. Like Not quite, I think. Um, same so name as Glenn Hoddle's uh, second daughter. Really? And, uh, Zara and Zari. Oh, really? I didn't know. There you go. No, yeah. It's a fun fact of the day there. Um, but yeah, no, massive congratulations to you both. And Enjoy the, the sleepless nights that I'm sure there's going to be at the moment, <laughs> and uh, hopefully we'll uh, yeah hopefully we'll have you back on the uh, on the pod again soon. So yeah, congratulations to both of them. Also, if anyone wasn't aware, ASD did have an operation a few weeks ago, but uh, he didn't tell many people about that. So we just like to, yeah, we <laughs> so we just like to remind people of that as well, just in case you weren't sure. Anyway, um, that's our personal news out of the way. Moving on to the Spurs stuff. So, opening question, what is your best and worst feeling that you've ever had from Spurs? Abbas, you want to kick us off for that? Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) Um, Best is, for me, just Derby Day, just just winning on Derby Day. Um, Just the feeling, just the build-up, everything about it. The worst feeling I've ever had was actually not really Spurs-related, but Bayern Munich and Chelsea Champions League final, which was... Literally, the, I've I've never felt so sick in my life as a Spurs fan. Yeah, it that was just was the worst awful night that ever. Was. I thought you were going to say the week we podded without you. You bleated <laughs> on on the WhatsApp group. Like, That's actually my best one. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stato, about you, best uh, and worst. I managed to encapsulate mine within one week. Amazing. Uh, 2010, we lost the semi-final of the FA Cup to Portsmouth. Oh, yeah. It was desperate. We lost in extra time. We were far and away the better team. But we lost 2 0 in extra time. Kevin Oscar Prince Boateng. Yeah, he got a penalty. Pickering, a reject from West, a reject from West Ham. They had half of our old players, didn't they? The Boateng, Rocker. Um, it was embarrassing. In it was it was just a poor game. Um, I'd had a back operation about three weeks before. Arguably shouldn't have gone. It was the <laughs> coldest I've ever been. Maybe it's like a vortex for the heat. And the Were sun. you up in the gods? No, really low down oh, behind the goal. It's actually the only time I've ever sat there when we probably the worst seats I've ever had. Um, and there were loads of people around us who were just absolute cretins. You know, like you always see the good in Spurs fans. Yeah. This day, there were some scum. There was elderly people around us who couldn't stand, who tried to ask people to sit down, who were verbally abused. I saw somebody spat at. It was just vile. And just everything was bad. And then midweek, we played Woolwich in a league game at Whitehall Lane. We hadn't beaten them for 11 years. And I just had this real morbid feeling just walking down, um, you know, uh, Fourth Street to get to yeah. the ground. And I think everything was, was going to be bad. Um, and we beat them. I think we were 2-0 up and they only got like, was a that, consolation. Was that Danny Rose? Was that Danny, Danny Rose's game, yeah. And Bale scored but the second. Right is that when he went round a keeper? No, that was the 
Lennon had scored as well. We no, there was no he scored it? just after half time. Oh, okay. I, mean, uh, he stood, Bell, I don't think he went yeah, round him. But it was it was on the uh, yeah. All right, ignore me. It was north. Yeah. It was north north land. Yeah. But yeah. then on the Saturday we beat Chelsea as well, and you know it was in the balance really whether we were going to make Champions League or not. Um, and yeah, we uh, who scored against. Bale got another one. Was that two one as well? Yes. We blew him away in uh, the first yeah, half. Yeah. Terry got sent off. A penalty. The faux penalty. Terry had. Uh, and did Lampard get one Bale, last minute? Lampard got one so late, it really was. 92nd, 93rd minute. But that was like the sheer relation from the low of the earlier in the week. And even up until prior to kickoff, I was convinced we'd screwed it and it was just all mm. gone wrong. And just and, and that was just... That I was think that week like sums up modern or what was traditionally known as like modern day Spurs, wasn't Spursy. it? The um, absolute reverse of Spurs, yeah, though, you know? Yeah, um, I think one of my best feelings is Spurs, but it wasn't on a Spurs game. It was actually in the Euros, the, the first match we played, where the camera sort of went along who was starting for England, and we had Walker, Rose, Dyer, Ali, Kane. It was like half the England team was made up of Spurs players. Okay. Yeah, it was like, wow, that, that's quality. And the whole nation is effectively cheering on half a Spurs team for a, for a massive game. That, that was really good. Worst, there's, there's been quite a few. I think Robbie Keane leaving was quite a bad one when he went to Liverpool. And when King announced Probably his retirement. Boy, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had a lot of clubs. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. yeah. And uh, yeah, Ledley's retirement as well, that was quite a bad It was inevitable. But Cause you're coming actually, a mile off there, couldn't you? Yeah. When he actually announced it, I think everyone was a bit like, oh, that, 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 was, quite a, that was quite a sad day. We have had um, lots of um, feedback from listeners, podcast family. Um, on this point so let's start off with Tyndall um, obviously a big friend of the show uh, his best feeling was beating Chelsea 5-3 on that New Year's Day uh, a few years ago I think we all remember that Harry Kane on absolute Very fire much, yeah. John Terry having another stinker at White Hart Lane which he does most seasons and still scored and still yeah <laughs> <laughs> and his worst feeling was a lasagna gate oh. which I'd actually forgotten but I don't know if that was because I just blurred it out my mind yeah but I that was that think, was bad i think that's the first time i've ever as a spurs fan felt like crying <laughs> we were so victims of circumstance that, yeah, day, that was. half the team came down with food poisoning um i don't think carrick had missed a single minute he'd never been substituted in a game for us and he came off at half time he just had nothing left to give he had nothing to give at the start and only because it was the games in the last day of the season was our game not called off on any other week of the season that would have been postponed you're not fit to play but no it's the last day of the season and they had to have all the games yeah. kick off at the same time because there was so much riding on it we just had to better what it is result it was their last game at um, Highbury yeah. um, and, you know, they, <laughs> and they got Wigan you know we get a London derby away to oh, a mediocre wet spam side <laughs> did manage to beat us but I really enjoyed that the library and what spam there. <laughs> like I've that. had a great banter with some of their fans as well, <laughs> including Death Threat. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like your week, Abbasat, doesn't it? Um, other people that have um, written in uh, Javad, obviously host of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Great show, give that a listen uh, if you haven't before. Um, but his best feeling, um, the feeling of jubilation after a win against the big rivals, quite similar to yours, Abbas. Um, the West London races, for example, a few <laughs> weeks ago, or coming back after a win on an away trip. That is a real good one. Yeah, especially it, it, whether you're on the train, like he puts, getting off at Euston with Spurs fans singing, um, or whether you're in the car and you've got your scarf out the window, that, that journey back is normally pretty sweet. And uh, his worst is just the feeling of losing or coming from, an, from a game frustrated, knowing the lads could do so much better. Not that we've had, we've not really had too much that this season, though, which is good. 
Um, so that's a good one from Javad. Um, Harry Wood as well. So he's written in and said, um, one of the best on this day, 2008, we beat Woolwich 5-1 um, to reach the League Cup final, which we won, of course. So that was a real... I didn't realise that was actually... Anniversary today. Yeah, that's nine years ago, that is. It's incredible. Mad, isn't it? Mad. But that was a that was a great night. Um, and also on this day last year was Deli Ali's wonder goal. So going oh, to Crystal Palace. Palace. Yeah. So there you go. There's two uh, really good ones there. And his worst one would have to be our record against Chelsea. Um, but we beat them the other week, so the future's bright, which is put, which is a uh, very good. Um, Dan Hearn as well. Uh, so obviously winning uh, is a main one, one of the best feelings. But apart from that, he's put the butterflies that build before every game, whether at the lane or back in the day, following it on CFAX or Soccer Saturday when we weren't on the radio, being unbelievably proud of our style of football and the history of the club, listening to random people talk about how we play well as a team and the way the hairs on my back of my neck stand up on end when the lane is bellowing out when the Spurs go marching in. I mean, that is a pretty good summary from yeah. Dan there. He's done, he's done well there. Um, and his worst, he's just put the 90s, <laughs> which is quite good. Yeah, the, the term Spursy as well, and uh, anti-Semitic chants and hissing from the opposition fans, but it's 2017 people, so that's a, yeah, that's a pretty good one as well. So we've had some really, really good feedback. Um, uh, one more as well is uh, Chris Carter, so family of the show. Um, he's put one of, her, one of his worst is actually like the, the tense atmosphere and obviously that horrible feeling when Muamba collapsed during that cup game. Um, I think also, as he's mentioned that, we should probably talk about Ryan Mason as well. Yeah. Because obviously that was a real, real bad collision yesterday with Gary Cahill. Um, Initially, it just sounded like he went to hospital, but then reports broke in the evening that actually he was undergoing surgery and it was a lot more serious than everyone had first thought. So obviously we wish him, his family, his friends, everyone at whole well and hope that he gets back on the football pitch as soon as possible. It was a sickening blow, wasn't it? You could could head the clash of heads. You just see the reaction, the referee... Just calling on the, the stretchers and the physios, and just it, you know, just best wishes um, to him. And you know, just football is better equipped now than it has ever been to deal with situations like this. Even since Petr Cech's injury against Reading, where he crashed with Stephen mm. Hunt's knee, um, they've probably tightened up the procedures, and you know. It's probably one of the safest places, isn't it, to have a yeah. some sort of accident. Yeah. But yeah. Um, all the right doctors and paramedics on site. But you're right, though. What you're saying, you know, when it's a serious injury when you're at football, because yeah. everybody stops and the physios just run. They don't wait yeah. for all of this, which is why it's incredibly frustrating when you obviously have the diving and people rolling around. And you, you, yeah. know, you know, when someone's diving and when it's a serious injury. Like we've all been at games where there's been particularly bad ones. I remember being. Uh, a game against Portsmouth and um, Horizon. Do you remember Horizon? Yeah. Big, strong centre back. Got relegated with about five. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not, not the best player in the world. But um, I remember him going down, and he wasn't a player that ever sort of rolled around. And you just sort of heard a snap, and you just heard his Achilles completely go. And he was down, and the whole the whole game just stopped. I heard Gary Mabbott's cheekbone go. I was in the East Lower about twelve hours back, and it was quite near the halfway line where Fashionu, um, the vile beast, uh, <laughs> smashed him. And yeah, that crack was like a gunfire, really. Awful. But yeah, we hopefully Ryan Mason, first of all, gets back to full health and then manages well, to get back on the pitch. Good news is that apparently he is now starting to talk as well. Yeah. yeah. It's a positive news. So that's good. So yeah, hopefully it's... Um, and he gave us a gentle reminder that ASD told him not to shoot in the League Cup games. Ian's Forest. Yeah, we come on, didn't we? Yeah. before he... Uh, Unleashed a 25-yard thunderbolt into the top corner. Another SD classic there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Man City. Oh. 
I mean, get out of jail. There's a definition of Bloody nicking hell. a point. Was it two shots on target? I think we had. We only, I only really remember us going forward twice in the whole game, and we've come out of it with a point. I was, I was so confident at the beginning, like the way we're playing at the moment, and it kind of unravelled. We've not played a team who played as well as that. We've played some good teams, but no, none of them have performed. We've always dominated. We've always stopped with the way we play but you know they, they've got a fantastic array of talent they have on their side and, and they are not just I feel for Wimmer because it, nothing was his fault no it's not his fault mm. that he's become available for and been needed for Woolwich away and City away you know it's going to take him a couple of games to get back into it I yeah. think if he plays next Saturday against Wickham gets an opportunity to, to get some football under the belt it'll be it's fine sorry it's, it's tough for him to come in especially against Man City away and just be expected to just go into full gear and just be fully ready it's, it's difficult but he was off not just defending I mean he lost possession he was on a yellow as well yeah you know it's I didn't think he was particularly and I'm bad I'm in any way blaming no it I just, just think happened to come straight into my mind and he, he was just a sacrifice really you pro- you're not <laughs> going to take off Toby or Dyer because they're yeah. they've been there so you just he was just a bit unlucky well, that he, he was a sacrifice to change it up. And, you know Pochettino has been so much more adaptable and you know, we're, we're far more fluid than we've ever been. I mean, had to have the option of a... I mean, at one, we finished the game with two people who played central midfield yeah. during that game. You know, and Wanyama, I mean, bloody hell, he's fantastic. He absolutely we just, you know, he does all the gritty work, all the dirty work, all the, you know, the water was, carrier, the power in that midfield. It was probably his best game for us. Do you think? Yeah. I'd... I'd and it's nice to see ASD changing his uh, opinion on him as well. Yeah, that was good to see. But I think what you were saying today about Poch, like he went from the back three, which we've been absolutely phenomenal at, and he was right to stick with that system, in my opinion. Yep. Saw that we were really struggling, went to a 4-2-3 when after about half an hour, <coughs> I think you pushed Dyer into midfield, and we seemed to have a bit more control on the game yeah, after that, was, when we went to that. I was slightly surprised he didn't start Davis instead of Wimmer. Mm, I mean, I think it was... I think it was a fair shout people saying Davis in because obviously Aguero, Sterling, De Bruyne, it's nippy players, but he he seems to trust Vimmer. He put he, like, he pitched him in against last Arsenal, yeah. Him, like, and Vertonghen played together. It was fantastic. They got that partnership. You know, it's just unfortunate. It, it may only be six weeks for Jan. It, it's now reported, so fingers crossed. But you know, we can deal with it. It's. I think this this as well emphasises how good our squad is. Yeah, really, like never before. You think before, you think back 10 years ago, if one of your first choice centre backs was out, you're thinking, my God, we're in big trouble here. But bringing back Guy Butters off loan <laughs> from uh, Gillingham or <laughs> Brighton. Or but if you're out there, Guy, we still want to still want to still come on. <laughs> still got to come on, isn't he? Um, but, I mean, what happened to Hugo? Because, oh. I mean, a player that is probably the most consistent player that I've seen in any Do position. You know, I'm, I'm going to really defend him here. And, and I've been critical of his distribution lately, but. You know, he keeps us in so many games. He's a wor- truly a world-class goalkeeper. He's in the top five. Maybe sometimes we over-egg things because it's the guy we see every week. Mm. But he's in the top five goalkeepers in the world, I think, without doubt. And, you know, for the header, he actually did the right thing, in, attempted to, was not just head it straight out into, into the centre of the pitch. He actually was trying to head it wide, as if he would make a save, shoveling it wide. You know, and it just unfortunately it just went straight at the guy. It's possible that if his timing had been absolutely spot on, he could have got a punch on it. Mm. But you, he took the safety option. You can't risk it because he's going to get a red card if he does. Is it handball? Get it wrong. Not no. deliberate. It was in no way deliberate. No. Nope. So it, it cannot be whether or not you get, excuse me, an advantage from it. That doesn't matter. It wasn't deliberate. 
nobody even saw it until the second third replay mm. let's be I don't think let's be honest yeah um, it was so, yeah you know the thing I, is I was disappointed Potch even mentioned it yeah, yeah I've got a feeling he was trying to say he wasn't saying it was but by mentioning it you've brought mm. it up it's un and then the, I mean the second goal that I mean that that's just that's a bit it's of a, a freak it's a yeah. it's a free, if it happens to your mate on a Sunday morning in the park you dig him out and you you know call him butt fingers and all this and or worse um, <laughs> you know he's a world class goalkeeper and he just had a minor aberration and the way I look at it is he's made two mistakes and we've still come out with a point it's probably going to sharpen him up yeah you know mm. he's going to work so much harder the next few weeks I mean they're in Barcelona on a, on a yeah I saw that today, I mean yeah. it's the whole squad there and then some of them are going to fly back for the cup tie because I'm, I'm assuming he's mm. going to play what eight or nine of the squad players and maybe a couple a of first teamers who mm. need a bit of football or you know I'd like to see I would would have probably said Wimmer and Carter Vickers, Vickers. but mm. you know I'd probably and it's not Carter Vickers fault I'd actually like to see Dyer play because at least it'll be Wimmer alongside an experienced guy mm. and mm-hmm. that, that sounds crazy we're talking about Eric Dyer but Maybe for this game, yeah. we need to give Wimmer a bit of confidence, and you know, because mm. Zach has got his own oh, challenges. Big, big lad, if isn't he? Does yeah. play. He's big lad. Um, but I mean, two 0 down. In my opinion, we were dead and buried. I just thought that this. Yeah. I thought this is done. I was like, we but could end up getting to hammered come back here. So soon. And we've done that. So there's a couple of games this season. We've gone a goal down, and we seem to hit back in the first ten minutes. I remember the Burnley home game was another yeah. one. We went one nil down, and you think, oh god, this is gonna be a really difficult game now. But bang, we just come straight back into it. And it was the first time Walker managed to get an overlap. It was the first time Ali what? really. He's ma- been watching Kieran Dyer. What a ball! I mean, I would have, I would have probably made contact with that and scored. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was brilliant. And it was like what you said. It was such a key moment to but get Ali back into it. Ali has given us something. Whereas in in recent times, he's been. <coughs> Fantastic, and then had a run of four or five poor games. You know, he wasn't particularly that involved in the game, but bang, he, he just hit, and he was just so deadly from there. Um, he's he's on fire at the moment. And then it was just a case, wasn't it? Like get back at two one, just like just stay in the game, just exactly, keep it at two one, it. and then you've got a chance to maybe nick something. And then it's good build up play. Can I just? I, I couldn't watch the game live, so I recorded it, and I turned all notifications off my phone, so WhatsApp. Um, so you were then watching it so I watched knowing, it as yeah. live didn't start watching it till about 10 past 9 so it was really late I was like oh, if I just finish this in time I'll be able to watch it on match of the day thinking it might win <laughs> and I was like oh. and I, every time I've ever tried to do that I've just given up checked the score and fast forwarded to when the goals yeah. are and I really stuck with it and I really stuck with it and the only thing I accidentally saw Son had scored so when we were 2-0 down I was praying that if we got he didn't get the first because yeah. I'd be like I know we get to 2-2 and, and of course we did, and it was just. And it, what a what a goal that equalised! I mean, Kane. I I thought Kane had a really good game. It it was tough for him. He was he, so yeah, isolated. He's, he's isolated, and he's he's actually quite well marked in these games. People are saying he doesn't do in the big games. He's kind of sacrificed, in a way. You know that you take that guy out, like when we played Chelsea, Costa and, and Kane, hmm. n- not really any opportunities, and the other players come running on. Um, he's he's. The hold-up play is fantastic, and yeah. his runs are intelligent. And his and I got so annoyed with BT Sport, but their agenda was that it was City robbed, and they, they said Kane was offside. Kane was not offside. He was level at least with Zabaleta. Um, and of course, the big talking point is is Walker on Sterling. Yeah. And and just before, <laughs> can I be an absolute anal referee? Sterling was offside yeah. at the start of his run, and nobody's talked about that. Nobody. So we could have video technology to rule that Carl Walker pushed him, it's a penalty, it'll be a red card and he's sent off. 
he was offside earlier on in the move. At what point? How far back are we going to go back in these mm. to check? I mean, it's a, it's a it's a penalty, right? Of course. And a well played Walker. You can't like you can't have a go, Walker. Like I'm a defender. Like if you have the option to put a forward off when he's bound to score, you yeah, of course in you a take desperate, it. You run a risk of you, doing you, it. You think you take a calculated gamble and you think he's definitely going to score. I'll try and put him off if I, if it gets pulled back and I'm sent at, off. At three one. The game's dead and buried yeah. there. We're not coming back from that. If what, he gives what, away a penalty and gets himself sent off, we save the penalty. We're in the game yeah. still. Okay, we're down to 10 And if we don't, you game. think he probably it, did the right thing to gamble. It would only be a one-match ban. He isn't going to play against Wickham Wanderers anyway. So it's kind of a free pass. Mm. It but, was, I mean, the most exaggerated one I've ever seen. Because you normally talk about giving a defender, a, uh, the striker, a nudge. Yeah. But I loved his honesty, though. Well, I wasn't going to catch him otherwise, yeah, so was I? I thought I'd push him, yeah. Um, what I think is interesting is obviously it's opened up this whole debate again about players having the right to go down if there's contact should they go down shouldn't they go down like where do you stand on it should should Sterling if you're if you're Guardiola Abbas at the end of the game um, Sterling comes and addressing me are you saying to him why didn't down. you go you should have gone down should have gone down I disagree you almost scored why would such, you rule out the opportunity to go isn't it I mean the, in, in all honesty both officials have failed in there because the assistant is in line he's the one who can see it the clearest Mm. Really must be. The referee might not have the angle. He might be dead in line behind. If he's a good referee, and he's a good referee normally, Andre Mariner, he makes an angle, so he's mm. not at least looking at, you know, can't mm. see what's going on. I think as well. Th- these accidents happen. These mistakes. Yeah, happen, and you know? Sterling. I don't think what might have gone against him as well is he went over a few times in the game. Yeah. First yeah. half he went over on Wanyama, which I mean, which was, there's nothing there. And then he went Absolutely over on nothing there. I think it was Rose in the second half where Rose made the last mm. great tackle. Great. And again, I think I thought that was a foul. I honestly did. Yeah. I appreciate you took the ball. I think he made contact with Sterling's knee to get to it. Mm. I was amazed that they didn't even mention that that it was that's interesting was some contact. But I think maybe if he hadn't been involved in them too, would yeah, would it would possible. it have it might it's, have done? You, you can always a referee would always tell you they give everything as they see it, but you are you're still you a human, aren't not you? Not be affected. Yeah. You can't, you know, yeah. have a clean page every time with every decision. There's some element of judgment there of, of what's gone before. Mm. But I mean, the important thing was that's probably the it's the only real time I can think where we've had a massive game we've not played well and got a result yeah. I can't ever recall I always think when we've got something in big games before it's because we've been on our when they had the goal disallowed I was bricky because you couldn't see the assistant in, the, in that angle he was um, peeped off celebrating yeah. as well didn't he was practically in the crowd before someone tapped him that on the shoulder and said you're offside idiot <laughs> brilliant we'd have done the same <laughs> um, but I mean that was a huge point and as well looking at the fixtures we've only got to go to Liverpool now I know we've got we've got West Ham away and you still go to Leicester which isn't easy but of the top teams it's just Liverpool yeah. now that we've got to play away and we've got the best home That's record in the league two games time we've got, yeah. uh, you know in the league we've got West uh, sorry uh, Borough Wickham, then Borough at home and then Liverpool away and that is going to bear in mind Liverpool as well have got I think it's Chelsea yeah. next league game so I mean in, in two games they've, they've won one game in six and that mm. was against Plymouth 1-0 yeah. you know they're not firing they're not Oh, that was hilarious. Another <laughs> ex-Spurs eleven playing against them with, you know, Carroll and Routledge and Sigurdsson, Norton, yes, yeah, Norton as well. So that's four. That beats Hull, doesn't it? It does. Another do. three. Dorse, Huddleston, yeah. and Mason. Yeah, oh, Livermore's gone to West. Livermore's gone to West Brom now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that game against Liverpool that's going to be absolutely huge. You think if you, if we go there and win, without having to play any of the big boys away. 
Like you're right in the yeah. mix, aren't you? you? Just think. I do want to win at Anfield. We haven't won at Anfield for a long time. Yeah. You Last day of the season. Two nil. Two nil. What's the Art. Did you get both of them? I think he oh, was it. Modric penalty. penalty. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, I mean, you go up there and win. That's that's absolutely huge, isn't it? Um, the other talking point from City was Toby coming off injured. Um, Caution though. That's the most important thing. <coughs> Which is the right decision, especially with yeah, Jan being out. You think you even we have to make the change that we do in the game. You can't, you can't risk him not being there. Yeah, he's got a free pass now because there's no game so for him this weekend. He's got and a week and a half. If he doesn't have to play against Middlesbrough, so be it. It's three yeah. weeks till Liverpool. Yeah, you know, then it's not a tear. Fingers crossed. He, he does rest, conditioning work, maybe even strengthening work of some. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually qualified. I just do the the rule. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, the real question out the back of this is whether or not we've got enough cover at centre-back. So let's say the injury is worse than first field. Do we, do we need to strengthen centre-off in this window? Yeah. I mean, so we've got CCV, we've got um, we've got Wimmer, Dyer can play there. Davis as well Davis. can slot in, can't he? But uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. No, we don't. We put this question out um, to obviously all the listeners and, and fellow podcast group. Um, Although I do agree with his point, which, which I think you're about to read from Jay. I'm about to read it from Jay. Um, so he said Van Dyke would be like his number one, but he'd be very expensive. And how, he, how old is Van Dyke? He's like 24. He's not old. Yeah, he's, not he's, old. He's, he's a young centre back. And Jay, imagine Jay, back three. There's a lot of top clubs looking at him. Hmm. He's but best. he'd been he'd be 30 mil. 25 to 30 mil, I'm sure of it, yeah. But, I mean, obviously, like, a back three of Jan, Toby and Van Dijk would be pretty immense and it gives you the flexibility of moving Darwin into midfield. But I don't know if fully fit. I don't know if Van Dijk would start in our team. I don't know if he would start. If you play yeah, a three, I don't definitely. Know if he would. Thing. We, we, you would. I would always say you improve a squad. You don't buy filler. You don't, you know, weaken yourself if you, if you haven't mm. taken this guy in. You're looking at paying top money. I think, I think he's going to be good enough. But I think he would only play if we are playing a three. Mm. But then he gives you the opportunity if, if one of them's not fit, one of them's not on form, or if there's three big games in a week, you rotate them. Yeah. You know, if, if we're perceived to be in the top four or one of the top top challenging clubs, we need to actually have these mm. more than one, you know, great player for each position. I think Van Dijk would be an amazing signing. He'd be an amazing signing, but I just don't know if it's realistic. I don't know if... if Poch and Daniel were looking to spend 25-30 mil on someone who potentially might play one a game every couple of weeks if this we don't it. play but it. You have to now. That's the point. There isn't a player for a less. And, and you know... Well, well, Sissoko was minute. 35, wasn't he? And he yeah. He's okay. He's nothing... His deal is structured very differently. It's £6 million a year mm. over a five-year contract. If we sold him after three years, we've only paid £18 million for him. Someone mm, like Font would have been, I, I think, ideal... I, yeah, I see that. But if he's only gone to West Ham, he's got no, you know. What a strange! That's, that's, that's a bizarre move. Really strange. He's um, gone. It's just he's gone down, hasn't he? Why would yeah, you? Why would you do I that? I don't know. It's a strange. But I personally think. No, I think. Should. I think we're right at centre back. I think if when everyone's fully fit, we've got more than enough. Obviously, you've got players that can fill in. Then you've got Carter Vickers coming through. Who yeah, yeah. you don't know. We don't know how good he's going to be. But I've only seen him live a few times. I see him against Villa, and he was excellent. Um, Played against Gillingham as well, which all right, that's a lower league team, but he still still played pretty well. But, you know, Jan is out for six weeks. I think there's even an international break coming up in yeah. February as well. So, 
not he's not going to miss many league games. Yeah, He'll miss four, yeah. I think. But we'll see. It's mixed at the moment. I think some people are saying, yes, we do need to strengthen because you don't want to be at the point where you're like, oh, I wish we'd gone and signed that player. But he's but trusted in, in youth before, isn't he? But, so. I mean, if Toby does get injured and it is in the worst case scenario, then yet yeah, 100% go in, break the bank for someone like Van Dijk who will be, who's, I think is one of the best centre-backs. Can we recall Fazio? Oh. <laughs> I've seen a silly stat that like he's actually one he's of the best. Right, yeah, he? yeah, he's doing all right, isn't really? he? Really? <laughs> um, we have had a question as well whilst we're talking about this from uh, John Dawkes who listens and uh, contributes most weeks actually um, so he's put with Jan being injured I would like to see Ben Davis playing in the back three like yes for Wales as I think he's a better defender than Wimmer so what do we think I mean I think Davis's selection depends on how many games we've got each week who the opposition is um, you'd probably say he's more suited for a nippier forward as and opposed to a big Costa, Andy Carroll type opponent, and it also depends on what Walker's doing. If Walker's going, if it's if Walker's going to be rested or if Walker's injured, because obviously he can fill in for Walker as well. So and Rose, Rose as well, Trippier. But you've got Rose. You're right. We're yeah, Rose. If you sorry. apply that to Rose, and you say Rose isn't going to be able to play every minute of every it's game. So bendy. I mean, crumbs. Every time he gets hit in a challenge, you're like, it's like a man crash. How is he? But he goes off at such a funny angle. He ends up flying. He got clattered. Three or four times yeah. in that city there, game. There were a few. And no, I just no, we like, didn't get. I was really getting annoyed with Andre Marina, and then we kind of got away with it. So I won't bitch about it. But I did feel like we were a bit hard done by. Steve McManaman talks a load of old tripe. Absolute northern bias from him. Yeah. It's incredible. I'm, I'm sure the northerners are saying that Hodder was doing the same for us, but blimey. So what are you saying? Are you saying Vimmer or are you saying Davis? Or are you mixing it up depending on who uh, we've got? It depends on who we've got. I agree with you because obviously Davis has a lot more pace um, looks a bit more agile as well um, so against big Costa type I just wonder if he's shone in international football where it is slower pace mm. I'm not saying he's not quick but I just wonder if, if the build up's that That's much more slow gradual yeah. um, Wimmer was so fantastic in that partnership we, were, we did not miss the Tongan at all he was great last, last season year. he really was yeah. I'll, I'll, that last minute tackle I'll, I'll on Ramsey that's, to be honest, and again, that, that's another point that Jay made as well. So he said it's uh, it's too early to ditch him. He was impressive last season and should start on Saturday. Yeah. And to be honest, I pretty much agree with that. Yeah. Um, it's that nature of it, though. It's too immediate, isn't it? It's Twitter. Yeah. It's Someone has a average forty-five minutes. It's yeah. not good enough to play. Yeah. All of a sudden, um, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else on City that you want to talk about? Not really. And move. Get the point and move on. Yeah. Literally, it's snap the handle for that. Yeah, there's a really good um, video as well I watched today, which I'll share on our Facebook page, which is um, Tunnel Cam, which they have at Man City. Uh-huh. So you can see that obviously the team arriving and going out for the warm up and coming yeah. in at half time and at full time and all that, and you can sort of see what players are friends off the pitch as well. Like obviously okay, yeah. Dembele was really friendly with um, company, yeah. De Bruyne, uh, and De Bruyne a little bit as well, and uh, Danny Rose and Delph as well. How they much seem to does be De Bruyne look like Kevin from Home Alone. I watched that with my son this and I was like, oh my God, he's like the absolute Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> uh, but I'll share that video of the tunnel cam on uh, on the Facebook page because that's really good. And you can sort of see our players at full time coming off with looks on their faces like, how have we done that? I wonder if they've got a tunnel cam to uh, save Mr Wenger. <laughs> Could you see him assaulting the officials? Which is oh, remarkable. Someone should, someone should have called a police on that, actually. You've got a 12-match ban for um, assaulting a referee uh, once before, a fourth official, who was also called Taylor, not the same guy. Um, but he appealed it and got off. 12 games? Yeah, 12 match back. Well, you think surely 
it will get at least three for that, surely. I don't, I don't know. But then his finger, isn't it? So you'd think he I might get away get with it. What I get was how he was so incredulous <laughs> for what was an absolute nailed on penalty. That was in lucky like. It seems like every. I would love to see a stat of team. You'd probably say United have scored the most late goals, but Arsenal must be a close and second. Shelby was offside as well. See, the problem so is the, 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 the thing is here. I don't want to go on about it because we were equally as lucky in our game. So yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I know, but and all the, all this stuff will sort of even itself out. They're no way celebrating this weekend because everyone else has dropped points, and they think well, you're still so mm-hmm. far off the pace. It's not true. Yeah. Um, so obviously the next game is Wickham sort of yeah. FA Cup at the weekend which I know we've touched on already um, thoughts on that should be a fairly straightforward should be win, a straightforward right? win but you know just I'd go as that was said so first team as the core of, of your squad players yeah Soko's start yeah Wink's start yeah would you, um, what would you do about the goalkeeping situation obviously with Hugo yeah, having them you no, no, put I'd go form. yeah Vorms is the cup keeper that's consistent um, you get to the semi-final final you Play your full team. So then yeah. Davis, uh, CCV, uh, you, you, you want a Dyer. I would have given him a um, Dyer to play alongside, um, but that just a personal thing for just maybe. But he may do that and he may experience. go with the three. Yeah. Yeah, that's And true. play Dyer and then yeah. Vickers in the right and Vimmer on the left. He may go and then Davis and Trippier yeah. maybe is the. You know, I'd Wickham, like Wickham are not a who fit team. They try and play good football. They've got um, Gareth Ainsworth, former QPR player, um, as their manager. Got a bit of cup pedigree, made the semi finals um, a number of years back now after a quite famous victory against Leicester. When mm. they had a, do, you, uh, do you guys remember this? Because you probably was it like 1990? It was early 2000s, oh. and they ended up in the semi final against Liverpool and lost 2 1. I mean, mm. no cake hook there for Liverpool, but um, they'd had a real striker crisis and they ended up advertising on teletext. And this guy saw that they were looking for a player, and supposedly, and his name was Roy Essendoe. And uh, he barely ever played for them again, but it was just, it was crazy. Uh, Wickham's manager, uh, Laurie Sanchez had been sent to the stands for arguing with a referee. So he comes in, stop his time, they get this goal, and then there's a clip of him in the tunnel, running down the tunnel, and you know, soaking wet. That's mad. I think the captain had been sent off for celebrating, taking his shirt off him as well. It was just bonkers. That, you know what, that reminds me of a story that Harry Redknapp told when he was manager of West Ham, and they had a pre-season game. I think it was against someone like Oxford. It was a it nothing. Was Oxford City, not Oxford United. Yeah, it was. It was a nothing, a nothing game anyway. And he said that where their um, manager's dugout and that was, it was by the West Ham fans. And there's this West Ham fan in his ear the whole game about why are you playing this useless striker like he's no good. Lee Chapman, Chapman, Lee Chapman, yeah. yeah. But he's no good. Well, why are you sticking with him, Harry? Blah, blah, blah doing all this anyway. They'd um, he'd made six or seven subs at half time because obviously it's a pre-season game, so you can do it. And then he ended up with an injury in the second half to one of his forwards. I think he might have even been Chapman that was injured, I'm not sure. But a striker was injured um, and he had no one to put on. So he turned around to the supporter. He turned around and said, you fancy a game? What size boot are you? So he was like, oh, I'm, a, I'm a 10. So he made the kit man run off, get a pair of boots and a kit for this bloke. Um, put him in the West Ham kit, put him on. So he said, where do you play? And he was like, oh, I'll, I'll go up front. So he put him up front and apparently he had a really good game. He scored. No, and I it, don't know, he didn't. He, he did score. score. He did score. Really? Yeah, I'll I'll send. I'll okay. dig the vid, the I video mean, out of Redknapp doing it, and he was better than Chapman. But he'd been apparently. drinking and smoking during the day. <laughs> right? He'd had a couple of points before the game. I don't remember that he scored. I'm sure. I remember watching an interview with Harry, yeah. and he okay. said he said he's yeah, he'd come on Harry and scored. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> he also said he doesn't have offshore bank accounts, but no. yeah, or know how to put anyway. it on. <laughs> yeah, but that's like um, tactics, Tim, as well, weren't it? When he got the fan. 
Took your shirley oh, off, gave the fan, it was a bit embarrassing. What a prick that man was. <laughs> Sorry. Supporter or Team Sherwood, or both? <laughs> Clearly Team Sherwood, Tim Deadwood. <laughs> um, prediction for Wickham? 3-0. I don't, I don't think it's ever going to be as easy as we think. You know, Villa didn't come to play for anything, did they? Mm. Um, and it was two, I, I think 2-0, it two yeah. an hour before we get one, but we'll, we'll get one and then maybe we'll get another. They have to come out and play a bit, but... Not as easy as everyone thinks. No. But, um, you think, when he's not much for football, acting for, when you're that big, it's always... It's going to cause trouble, isn't it? It's going to cause problems. Yeah. It's going to... That, that's, that's really he's their own. He's got goals. He's got against Liverpool. He's, you know, he did, didn't he? Yeah. He, there's a reason why he's playing at that level, but he's actually delivers the goods, you know. And he weighs about, was about 115 kilos it's as well. So he's got 99 good, strength on FIFA. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> good luck, anyone coming up against that. Um, anything else on Wickham? No. Would you chuck any of the real young players in, like I'd Harrison, Onoma? Would love, you chuck any I'd in love to see Marcus Edwards come on. Why risk? I'm not saying why risk him, but you know these. It's not the same anymore. These guys are at the bare minimum, very athletic, probably quite well built. Mm. You know, not as built built as you know Kim Fenwell, but it's not a game for throwing kids kids in. No, I agree. But if we're three 0 up after say 65, 70 minutes, if you've got 20 right, minutes, okay. 20 minutes for. Um, Edwards, even Harrison, just just get them some first team football. So maybe a few a few of the kids on the bench to bring on if the but game it was, starts. It was too okay, can I ask a question on the regular? To what end? What are we going to get from that? Because then there's only going to be from the fan base play Edwards, play Harrison, play when they're not ready week in week out. Are we are we only going to play them because it's Wickham? If you're saying that, that they're not going to play against Middlesbrough mm. or Liverpool. I don't quite know. Or maybe is it just to see where they're at? Just see where they're at. I mean, Edwards came on against Gillingham. He had, what, 20 minutes and he looked yeah, bright yeah. and lively and Gillingham yeah, are I mean, roughly the same level as... They were beaten too well. Beaten they were 5 nil. They were 5 nil down at, or 4 nil down at, stage, at that Mighty stage. Mighty Justin Edinburgh in charge. Been but, um... Tim's act. <laughs> just because, you know... Edwards is quite an exciting young prospect. Yeah, no, fair and enough. I, I was just curious to, to what benefit we'd get from that long term. I've got a player feature now, and which I've sort of nicked off ASD because obviously he's not here. Um, but today we're talking about Teddy Sheringham, one oh, of our great Teddy, strikers. Teddy, 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 Teddy I thought you were going to do the, you went to West Ham and now you're, anyway. Yes. Um, he, so Teddy Sheringham, so he began his pro career at Millwall in when 1982. When was he born? You can, look that, you can look that up yourself. Um, it's an educated guess. <laughs> January 1st, no, I've got no, no idea. Um, I'm on it. He began his pro career at Millwall in 1982 at the age of just 16, after he was actually scouted playing for non-league side Leightonstone and Ilford, local team for me that is, uh, during a youth team game against Millwall. So essentially they liked him and poached him. He nice. scored on his second appearance for Millwall, which was away to Bournemouth in January 1984. Uh, after loan spells at Aldershot and Swedish side Sorry about the pronunciation. Jugard, Gardens, yeah, come on, mate. Yeah, all right, good. Uh, he broke into the first team, <laughs> and uh, he was Millwall's top scorer in four seasons, so 86, 87, 87, 88, 88, 89, and 1991. So, so from memory, that would be the year they got promoted and probably their premiership, or yeah. the Football League top flight division as well. Pretty prolific, really, I mean, yeah. four, four, or was that four years in five. They were quite effective team. They had Cascarino up front with him, they yeah. Hurley, Burley, or Les Riley, sorry, in midfield, but they were very much a mm. Herlock, you know, it was just all about getting it forward to those guys, old-fashioned wingers and... Sorry for interrupting. No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> Did you find his time. date of birth? 
It was 1966, 2nd of April. So nearly a joke. So a 25 is signed for Nottingham Forest, that's for £2 million in July 1991. And uh, famously scored the first televised on Sky Premier League goal against Liverpool, August 1992. And then joined us that week. He did, he did indeed. Uh, A week later, signed for Spurs for £2.5 million. Uh, had a really successful start at Spurs, so he was the top Premier League goal scorer in its inaugural season. 22 goals in total, one for Notts Forest, 21 with Spurs. In 1993-94, he was Tottenham's top scorer with 14 Premier League goals, but played in just 19 games due to injury, and this had a big impact on Tottenham's overall season, where we finished 15th. So not our finest, uh, finest campaign. But then in 1994-95, he was partnered up front with Jurgen Klinsmann, uh, and the German was later quoted claiming that Sheridan was the most intelligent striker that he ever played with. What a so, shit that was. I was so privileged to watch that. And, and you forget how good Sheridan was because I just idolised Klinsmann. And he might not have worked as well if it weren't for Teddy being up front with him. But the two of them together, unbelievable. Um, so his first spell at Spurs came to an end with him scoring 76 goals and 166 appearances. League games only, guys. League games. <laughs> That's called just according to Wikipedia. Um, he then joined Man United for three and a half million pounds. Did he miss a penalty on, on debut, debut against Spurs at oh, Arlene? Right. Excellent knowledge. He doesn't say that on his Wikipedia page. Excellent knowledge. I'll, I'll put that on tonight. But um, <laughs> United ended up winning that game 2 0. Yeah, I remember. Excellent. Loving this. Um, he went on to score 31 goals and 104 appearances for United, uh, and he was fame, uh, part of the famous treble winning. Side to scored in the FA Cup final in the a 2 0 win. And a Champions League final. And a substitute. Champions come on, League final. Come on well. in. Yeah, he scored in the Champions League. got injured in the final. Come on after about half an hour. 16 minutes. Was it? Yeah. Now. I watched the FA Cup mashup this week. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that on BT Sport? They play the 60 goal. They show you the 90 minutes from 30 Cup finals. And it's like every minute is from a different Cup final. And they show you every goal, every send off, every good. major incident. It's quite it's incredible. Um. Yeah, and he scored in the Champions League final as well, so that 2-1 win over Bayern got the equaliser. was second string, because you had York and Cole started every game, and then him and Solskjaer coming on in lots of them. It's not a bad uh, two strikers to have on the bench for United, is it? He returned to Spurs in 2000-2001, where he played for uh, two more seasons, scoring 22 goals and 70 appearances. And then later on in his career, he had spells at Portsmouth from West Ham, and he broke the record for the oldest Premier League outfield starter, Aged 40 years and 270 days when he, he played against Man City. He also scored against Spurs on that day off Lasagna Gate, didn't he? He scored a penalty. No, Noble got a penalty. Was it Noble? Yeah. 2005? Yeah. Or maybe he so. won it. Not sure. And then he also, he's also had a short spell as uh, manager as well, so he's manager of Stevenage, but was sacked after Wimpson. It was just 21.2% from his first 33 games. But and he went to the next game <coughs> in disguise to watch them. Which I think is amazing. fantastic. Amazing. Um, that's Teddy Sheringham. Brilliant just, player. Just, just to add on Teddy Sheringham, my brother once saw him in a Tesco with his hand up his girlfriend's skirt. He is a player. As in his hand up <laughs> Teddy Sheringham's girlfriend's skirt or your brother's girlfriend's skirt? Or uh, both? Who knows? It's Teddy Sheringham, isn't it? I know, I know his dad, um, Paul Sheringham, used to play uh, squash at my cricket club. A uh, lovely fellow. He's from Himes Park. That's where Teddy was born. Um, I think he still lives locally in Sawbridgeworth or something like quite somewhere quite like close. that, yeah. And his son as well is it Charlie? Charlie Sheridan? Charlie, yeah. He's non, non-league he's forward because of his dad's name. He's had opportunities that other yeah. players maybe of his ilk wouldn't have had, but still infinitely better player than I ever was. <laughs> but yeah, he was yeah. a super player, really intelligent. One of those who he never had any pace to lose. He wasn't a quick player at all. He was an intelligent player, 
Um, he always brought other players into the game. Um, Is there a favourite Teddy was, goal you remember that he, that he scored? Not specifically. He scored two of the goals when he scored four in four and a half minutes against Southampton in the first Premier League season. Um, was I'm that called, the 7-2? No, no, 4-2. We won nil down. Yeah, I think he finished 4-2. Um, but it was just bonkers. I, I also really enjoyed watching Sheringham at Ledley's testimonial game. Yeah. Absolutely ripping Dawson apart. He just c- he could not live with him. And this is him, what, late 40s. And he couldn't handle him. That, that was absolutely brilliant. But Teddy Sheringham, so a great player. Um, I think most Spurs fans love watching him. Used to love the goals he would score. Where he'd just sort of arrive on the edge of the box and he'd just sort of bend it into the bottom corner yeah. as if it was nothing. Brilliant player. Um, should we do a fantasy league update? Oh, let's not. You're doing badly still. I haven't had a look yet this week. Um, I only um, thought Costello was my captain, didn't I? Did you? Yeah, but it's not. It's Hazard. Well, we've actually got a new leader. Oh. Hannick has gone top. Haven't got a clue. Top, top of the last week, wasn't he? Despite, I don't think he was. I think he was in second. But he's game week score of 39, so not that strong a week. But he's in top. And then we've got Daniel Goddard-Miller in second. And Adele Mitchell in third. Hunter Mitchell fourth and Steve McLaren in fifth. So that's the European slots. Steve McLaren. <laughs> still Steve. still struggling. Steve. Tyndall's Titans uh, dropped down to sixth, so I'm struggling a little bit there. And then I mean the rest of the podcast crew is quite embarrassing from us to be honest. I'm down in 18th from Van Van with DSP Eindhoven in 19th. <laughs> Love a, me- a love a media, love a media game. Old-fashioned teletext, very much a second pager. <laughs> I think uh, fan wins the uh, points for the best team. There, no. anyone that's in media and listens will will get that one. Abbas is in pieces. Um, good dear, dear idea. Um, Jack, you've been working on something, haven't you? Oh, I've got some that? questions, haven't I? So we've got a we've got a new sort of section to the show um, where. I think what should we call that? I think we called it. I think you called it. Sorry, focus on. Well, this is that was a subject so which I particularly enjoy. That there used to be um, a question and answer section with players of the time, and it was notorious for players would always say favourite drink lager, uh, favourite meal shandy, and then they'd have the capri or the you know whatever the car the time was, and it's all quite formulaic. Well, I mean, we've got some traditional questions. That we that you would have favourite book, favourite coal of that stuff, but then we've also got some more more funner questions where the listeners can get to know. So I mean, starting with you, Abbas, this, oh. is, this is the first question. Um, so this is sort of stolen from ASD because this is one of his go-to questions. But well, would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or ten duck-sized horses? <laughs> horse-sized duck, because only one of them. That's, I mean, that's a that's a, that's a that's a big that's duck. An enormous duck. Think how big a horse is. Just sites. have you seen? You've seen a horse before, right? You know, <laughs> so you know how big they are. Imagine. That. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big duck. Mm. Yeah, but what would what, what's your thinking? It's big, so it's slow, so you can manoeuvre around it easier. No, but it will outrun me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's an image. <laughs> Just Abbas versus Abbas versus a horse-sized duck in a hundred-meter sprint. I had a great story uh, last week. The old kit man at Chelsea was a guy in his fifties, and he bet Kerry Dixon in his prime, who was their like top striker, 
and you could beat them in a race <coughs> around the width, around the whole, you know, dimensions of the yeah, pitch. Yeah, I know. And Kerry Dixon was and like money on it as well, like a few hundred quid when it when it went, meant something. And he was like, "I'll just beat you. I'll beat you." He said, "Look, one criteria: you've just got to drink a pint of water before you start." And I, I go, "You drink a pint of water, and then you chase after me." And Kerry Dixon was like, "Yep, yeah, where do I start? You know, straight on for it." So they bring out a pint of boiling water. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the groundsman win or the kit man wins easily. Genius. Oh, I love that story. Um, so what are you fighting? Who, who's that question by? Um, it was uh, anonymous. <laughs> anonymous well, service. No. from Clem Fandango this week. <laughs> no, actually, Clem has sent in the second question. Oh, so yeah. Excellent. Listening, Clem. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the episode of uh, Toast of London last night. I find that really funny. Uh, I don't really have uh, reasoning. So what are you fighting? Uh, I, can I change my answer? I mean, yeah, you can. Ten horse-sized ducks. Better no, answer. no, <laughs> no. Better it's, a, so it's ten duck-sized horses. Ten You're fighting ten <laughs> horse-sized ducks. It's worse than one horse-sized duck. <laughs> All you've done is multiplied it by ten. <laughs> amazing, 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 amazing. Um, and then Stato, the second one for you from Clem. From this is, this is from Clem. Is whether or not you would you rather be a giant in a midget's world or a midget in a giant's world? Uh, definitely giant energy. Why is that? Have you not been to Gulliver's Travels? <laughs> you know what? I asked. Gulliver's Kingdom. I asked. Derbyshire or somewhere. It was brilliant. It was like modern villages. It was like walking around like King Kong. I was only seven. I thought it was brilliant then. Now, it'd be the most fun ever. I asked a mate this question earlier, and he was like, well, obviously you'd be the giant. It's like going back to Legoland. Excellent. Or, or playing Sabutia. You'd be like the giant. Corner kick taker or throwing man in a world of small, you know, Sabuto players. That's, that's an easy one for me. But yeah, so thanks for that one, Clem. That was a that was a nice addition. We'll talk about bringing him up and getting him on the show in the next few weeks as well. So fingers crossed he's up for that. I don't think you can do anything to improve the sound quality, which has been excellent this <laughs> week. Um, they're, they're the two fun questions. The, uh, the other one was, um, Abbas, other than Echoes of Glue, what's your favourite podcast? Oh, don't have one. <laughs> Excellent. Brilliant. Oh, that's a lie. So this will well, be a recurring, recurring feature, this will. Um, I, I listen to a few wrestling podcasts, so Talk is Jericho. And you're a grown-up? Yeah, yeah, no. damn right I am. Not in physical size. <laughs> How many... I, I would fight one and, adult-sized um, uh, abbas. Or ten child talks, or just ten abbasses. And, and UFC embedded. Good. Big UFC. Good. I mean, I don't... I don't listen to either of those, but I'm you, sure. uh, probably the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast hosted by our friend Javad. That's a that's a good don't one. Think you're I like that one. By one thing, I like that one. There's, <laughs> there's more to life than Spurs. Well, yeah. um, any particular podcast from you that stand out? Um, I like the Ellis James and John Robin show, which is a radio show that they sort of cut down to a podcast. That's from XFM. That's always quite funny. They're both stand-up comedians. I do listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. I'm quite lucky we can listen to pods. At work, but we had one boss who wouldn't let us, and then sort of three weeks later she moved. Bye. Bye. Like probably twenty five hours she was a killed. week. Yeah. I listen to, so I do listen to lots. Um, sound Excellent. of football and football fives, mm. very good. Um, and I've I've ponced myself out and sort of been on seven or eight different ones as well myself. So if anyone's interested, <laughs> we'll talk for Fun, free. Yeah. Usually about football. Someone, t- someone take him, a, please. On a Liverpool podcast twice. Because like, they preview every week and have a fan 
You've done the kit. What's the one about the different the kits as well? Kit, or anything kit related. Yeah. I, I love football attic, the design football. <laughs> the man to go I've to. I've actually they're doing a competition where you have to design a kit or four kits, club badge, and then they're going to do a game which was very big in the eighties called Log Actor. Why, why it's called that I don't know, but it's basically a dice based game. You know, before Football Manager or anything like that, you play games like this, like play football by post. You post off your team and then the following week you get back your result in the post. That's Other amazing. around the country would be playing this. Can we bring that back? That would be Maybe amazing. For the listeners, yeah. That would be amazing. Well, so I've entered uh, as Echoes of Glory because it's for blogs or, or podcasts. So um, I've designed a white-shirted home kit with navy shorts and socks with Holston as a sponsor. Excellent. Uh, yellow shirts, or all yellow away kit, and all sky blue third kit. Um, I don't know what my inspiration was. Cockerel <laughs> <laughs> uh, standing on a ball from a badge and uh, genius so best employer I'll keep you up to date with the progress of the Echoes of Glory log actor team um, some other just a couple bits of pod news as well so um, we're in the final stages of having our website finished as well I've had a sneak look at this and which it looks is, uh, uh, it's very exciting it's very good which is going to be really good so it's obviously going to be a place where you're going to be able to go in and listen to all the podcasts from season one all the way up to season six which is great um, access our social media pages um, there's going to be little profiles from all of us so you can get to know us a little bit better like why we sport spares our favourite goals all of that stuff God knows why they want to get want to, would want to get to know us a lot better well that's a really really fair point yeah. why would they want to, why why <laughs> brilliant and then there's also going to be a section on there which is sort of going to be sort of a blog sort of an article where we just po- we write something each week we'll, we'll alternate that between us so any listeners that want to get involved and want to have any content also published on there from us yeah. just ask we're for the fans by the fans tell us tell us what, you know fix your switch so that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're talking on. about the Teddy sharing them in the supermarket again aren't we I am um, I took John up to White Lane the other day, the day, the day of school, and um, like a teacher training day, and I was looking after him, I'd taken a day's leave to look after him, and I said, should we go to the Tottenham ground and have a look round? Now, obviously you can't get in, but we had a walk round, I t- told him, you know, all the things that we'd seen there, and how great he was, and just getting him really excited about it, and took mm. him into the club shop, I was like, let him choose a few things, and he chose a poster, so he's got a poster on his wall now, the first team, and he calls Potch the chief. Which I love. So now, what's to me is just the chief. That's like amazing. He loves Deli Alley and Harry Kane, obviously, and that's so great. Get, you know, Mo the chief. That's brilliant. Um, and then the other um, bit of pod news as well. Weather permitting this weekend, um, I'm going to Spurs Ladies against Cardiff Ladies, which is at Ches- Chesn Football Club. Weather permitting because obviously if it's frozen, the game might be delayed. But I'm going to go down and watch that, and then interview some of the Spurs Ladies players after. So that'll be that'll be good. So any questions um, that you guys have got for the Spurs ladies team, um, that'll be really good to send them in, and we can. Uh, we have, can they, have they agreed to this? They have agreed to it. I'm not just turning <laughs> yeah. up. No, they have agreed to it. Thankfully, uh, I do, uh, which is good. <laughs> I, I went. I went. Yeah, I went last season, and they didn't like it. I just turned up and was just trying to force myself on them to interview them because they didn't like it. They didn't like it. Force yourself on them. Trust the words. I refereed a couple of ladies football matches, and I just. It was really difficult because your language even is like you know play the man not the ball things like that you just have to try and think about what you're saying and uh you know if somebody wants a foul and you're like come on it's a man's game all these <laughs> things that you're indoctrinated in saying in, in actual yeah. fact you know we've, we've had to change things from linesman to uh, referees assistants and the like yeah. are you going to edit out 
that you said that you'd force yourself upon them? Uh, no, I'm not actually. I'll probably even go through an edit and turn that bit up. <laughs> just so everyone, everyone finds out that Abbas was here but never said a word. <laughs> So yeah, so that'll be really good this weekend. Anyway, go down. I've, I've not been to a Spurs ladies game before either, so that'll Look be great. Look out for that young player, Abby. I've heard she's very good. Abby Chuggy. Uh, yeah, I think she's that injured at the moment. I'm not oh. sure. Quite so diminutive. Yeah, moving to China is what I'd heard. Injured playing a yeah. massive duck. <laughs> Ten of them. <laughs> or a horse. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's to come. So that will be, that's on Sunday, their game. Um, so there'll be a, a pod out Sunday as well as the, the normal one next week as well. So that's really good. Fingers See, the crossed. Southend uh, groundsman got sacked because their game against Bolton was called off for a frozen pitch. Apparently, he, he had to access to like things to keep it from being frozen, like boiling but water. He didn't use it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but top hauling or heaters and things. You know, that is mental. That is mental. Um, any more? Let's end on that. Brilliant. Anything else for me, Stato? That's all for me. Brilliant. Well, remember, whatever the weather at the weekend, um, whatever the results, whatever happens against Wickham, future's bright, future's dilly white. Come on, you Spurs. His knees have gone all trembly And the Tim requires assembly Danny Montlower Local boy Ledley King Greaves he's scoring everything Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle Lee Young-Pyo Casey Keller, USA Woodgate is not fit to play Tramatini, Cudicini Freddie Canute Gary Mavitt in Chilin Sergi Renbrough for the win Run for me, Nick on me For three stout Terry Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hart Lane Lineker playing fair Modric here, there, everywhere Pat Jennings' luscious hair Super Vertonghen Avliachenko number nine Nine from the halfway line Villa's running 81 Under Twin Towers Daniel Levy's transfer steals Harry Redknapp steals on wheels Legend Steve Perryman, MBE Hugo Loris clean sheet Ball and Stefan Dalmatti I'm playing out white I'll play Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick His football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's lime green shoes Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan Hart and Wheel knew his passport said to Spain Berbatov, turn and strop Hartsy saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley, we lifted the League Cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave, Scrockney raised Chirpy the cockerel Mendes shoots from halfway. Carol fumbling the same. Clattenburg doesn't, doesn't give the goal. Abizela's work of art. Tricky Rafa van der Vaart. He's got no head, we don't care. Martin, Martin, yo. Lily White's from White Hart Lane. Red so Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler. Getting to the grounds of pain. 
Getting nasty blisters down the seven sisters. Teddy and to equalize. Ginger Pele in disguise. People speak of the technique that Jason does a lot. Jamie Redknapp on TV. We love Alan Mullery. Raziak, don't come back. Andersimovic. Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardister's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco He's linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Zakora and we dropped Zamora Spurs make my dark days bright But it makes me sad The Steagle was so bad Robbie Keane in the box Edgar David, Dreadlocks, Palacios, Stripey Socks, Everson Hattrick, Dave Mackay picking fights, European Glory Knights, Terry Dyson go on my son, Cliff Jones on the wing. Dean Richards, John White, Legendary Lily White, How dare I forget Two dare is to do. Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Allen Gilsey. Lily White from White on Lane. Yuki Soda, Bentley's free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your arse. Ian Walker's page to go. Gus Poyet, free kick curve. Gomez made super saves, he can shag my wife. Edrington loved the cookies Andy Reid loved the cookies Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game Heroes in blue and white When I feel depressed in Coginola undressed Boring won't give up the fight Wolfhawks never quits, you can be sure of it Robinson's long shot AVB's deep squat David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup Andy Sinton's England call Michael Brown starts a brawl Peter Crouch, 8 foot tall Jürgen Klinsmann's dive Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision Howard Webb's bad decisions Raman Vega playing Sega Sandro's kung fu kick Eric Torsten looking swell Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Shivers bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We like to win style We've done it for a while It's better to rain playing high Then our football story will echo with glory Lily White and White are main If the budget allows The anchor will be ours Thanks Dave Hanson 44 if he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick, his football did the trick He showed the world what's for us to do The Leading Cup we won in 1961 Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain, I get to white hot lane Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style We've done it for a while It's better